Hey, you guys, it's your girl Tiffany, aka Tiffy Sings, and this is Tiffy Talks. Okay, you guys, so we're back with another episode, and we have our guest today, Benicio. Why don't you say what's up? What's up? <laughs> so before we get into anything, we're going to read the affirmation of the day, and Benicio is going to get us in the affirmation of the day. So I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to say it right now. The affirmation is, today I trust myself. Today I know that I will make the right decisions to maintain a happy and healthy life. I like that. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel, it makes me feel good because I've been doubting myself. And trust is a perfect word to not doubt yourself, obviously. And to affirm it is to really put it out there, the vibration that when I say something that is going to go out there, the power of the tongue. Yes. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Benicio. Well, I'm an artist from New York City, and I have always wanted to do creative things since I was a kid, and I want to always do creative things, no matter how, you know, age, whatever. So I was born in Dominican Republic, raised here in New York City. A lot of people don't know where I'm from. They say, oh, are you Indian? Are you African-American? I said, yes, I'm everything. But I am, you know, I'm a black man, but I'm a, you know, Dominican man, Latino, Afro-Latino, um, born in DR, came here in NY, you know, NYC, New York, and I've been a creative ever since I could think of. So I think I was born a creative person. And I'm a Virgo. What's up? Virgo. When, when's your birthday? My birthday is September 21st. What's up? So Benicio, you said you're a creative. Of course, I'm a creative. Do you want to give a little backstory of how we met and just like how we crossed paths? Because you're on my show today. Absolutely. And okay, so Tiffany and I met at an open mic. And I was singing Stay by Jodeci. I love that song. So when I'm singing and I'm doing my one, two, I point to the stage like those, you know, back in the days, like, oh, look at me. I'm, I'm the best. And look at me. Look at all the ladies. Yeah. And then I spotted her and she smiled at me. And I said, wow, she's beautiful. And she's smiling at me. She's into it. And ever since then, we've been, we exchanged Instagrams and she's been the best person that I could think of. I've had a lot of friends, ups and downs, but I really trust her and there's no one like her, for real, for real. Oh, thank you. That was so nice. I really was feeling it. I feel like you bring a certain pizzazz, a certain energy to your performances when you're on stage. And I love that about you. You, It seems like you're always having fun. So of course, I always want to support my fellow artists. What made you want to be on my podcast? I wanted to be on Tiffany's podcast. I know it sounds like a salesman. I wanted to be on Tiffany's. No, but I really said, this is an incredible podcast. She's doing it. And I'm proud of her because a lot of times when people start things, they don't always complete them. I'm one of those people sometimes, but she had the stick to itness to make it happen. And, uh, and she's awesome. She really is the hostess with the mostest, the razzle dazzle <laughs> queen. You already know. And we're both from Harlem. I mean, technically, I'm from Harlem Heights. So it's that weird place where it's like Harlem ends and Washington Heights begins. But Tiff is from Harlem. And so we have that Harlemite kind of, you know, mode. And she always keeps it real with me. 
and she's a sweet person. <laughs> you're so nice. <laughs> you're so nice. You're literally having me over here just like, oh, I don't, I don't know what to say. I feel like you're so nice. I Fun fact, Benicio literally comes to almost all my performances. Last year, I hosted my first open mic. He came to that and supported. He comes to my showcases. If I'm performing at a oh, at an open mic, I'll tell it. I'll tell him about it. He comes and I just I've never experienced someone who is so so supportive like you. And um, I'm I'm really so grateful because I feel like when I'm doing bigger, th these are things to remember now, so that when I'm doing bigger stages and you can see me grow, like you know, you you get in that backstage pass, you know, because you've been there from like the jump. So. I really appreciate that. Of course. And I appreciate you. And I remember when Tiff did her poem, I saw it on the story. That day I wasn't able to go to the spot that we met, but I saw her do her poem and I was like, wow, she's multifaceted. And there was one show she did where she sang, Can We Talk? Can We Talk? By good old Tevin Campbell. And she did a great job. She always does, and she puts herself out there, and it's not easy. Y'all know it's not easy doing something, but when it comes to singing on that stage, it's like the Romans, and it's a gladiator, and then you have the matador, and everybody's like... I don't think people understand. It really is, like, really hard to be a performer and to get on stage. So, Benicio, you said that you're a performer, and we have a lot of music lovers that listen to this podcast. So really quickly, I want you to plug yourself in. Please take your time and spell your social media handle. Sure. It's um, Benicio, B as in Bark. And so it's Benicio, B-E-N-I-C-O, Benicio, B-E-N-I-C-O. And uh, Jones, I can't forget that. So it's Benicio, B-E-N-I-C-O, Jones, like Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones, and then 85 at the end. So Benicio Jones, 85. Benicio. So that's, that's beautiful. Where, where, is that your name? Is that an artist's name? You don't have to disclose your name if you don't want to. Okay, but... And I don't have to disclose it, but I will. <laughs> My name is Ricardo, like Ricky Ricardo. Okay. I, I know that's an old thing, but a lot of people get that, right? Tell them that. They're like, oh, okay. But my name is Benicio because of the actor Benicio del Toro. Oh. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know who that is. Tell me more. Benicio del Toro. And look how Benicio del Toro. He's an actor and from, you know, a Latino actor. And he had he has a movie called Sicario. And I always felt like his name was very interesting, even though it sounded like mine. I liked the way it vibed. And first, I was going to call, my, call myself Venicio with a V as in Victor. I know I'm pronouncing a lot of things. V as in Victor. V as in Bart. But no, it came because I wanted an alter ego, kind of like how people have David Bowie as, you know, Ziggy mm -hmm. and Lady Gaga herself, Stephanie, a.k.a. Lady Gaga. And you know how Beyonce has Sasha Fierce? Well, that's not a thing anymore. I think but, she still goes by Sasha Fierce at times. Yeah. You know, she can, I think that's still an alias for her. So you wanted, it's based off this actor. He's a Hispanic actor. Yes. And it's based off the off of him, but you wanted uh, just an alter ego, something different. Absolutely. And it all happened because I was mad at this particular person, a friend. 
And I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show everybody. I'm, I'm Benicio, and and that helped me become confident. And I really believe that aliases, alter egos, can really pull that artistic, whether it's called flair, that energy out. And it made me able to say to myself, I can do anything. For whatever reason, the alter ego brought that thing that I had, that artistic flair, not flair, but like that fire. And I pushed forward and I made my songs and I made my first song called Shake Them Haters. Ooh, and tell us about that. Where where could the listeners find that? You could find that on YouTube. It's going to be very, not hard, but it's like, so I used to call myself Ricky Rocket 85. Okay. And what's up with the number 85? It's my birth year. Y'all can figure out the math in a way. <laughs> okay. I like, I like that. <laughs> okay. So as an artist, what type of music? So you told us about your first single that you released. What type of music inspires you or helps you create your own music? I'm very inspired by 90s R&B. I think 90s R&B was like magic in a bottle because a lot of times nowadays we have artists who do R&B. It's akin to Mary J. Blige, the Mary J. Blige's, the Jodeci's, um intro, which is kind of like not obscure artist uh, band, but they were around shy with that song. And, if I and, and you can't forget Tevin Campbell. I mean, come on. <laughs> Can we talk for a minute? Girl, I want to know your name. See, the riffs are a little bit hard for me. <laughs> But that's okay. And maybe like riffs are not everybody's name thing. Right. But I do feel like you have such a smooth tone and I love your voice. You got, you guys, you can't, you can't be giving it to them like that. They got to pay to hear your voice. They got to come to your performances. If you want to hear more Benicio, you guys know where to find him and you better come to the next performance that he has. Yes. All that Tiffany said and more. And, you know, in just general, like, we know as artists how we are. So the more we push ourselves, the more is going to come for us, you know, of course, for her and, and me and every artist who puts himself out there. I love 90s artists like Faith Evans. So I met Faith Evans in the year 2005. I didn't have any friends. How did you meet Faith Evans? So there was a store called JNR Music World back in the days, back, back in the days. And I met her because... So literally I got off, I um, took the day off from college. Don't judge me. And, you know, if you want to judge me, that's fine. But I took the day off and I went to the CD signing. I got the, her CD. I bought it, got a wristband and I went up to her and she was the most nicest person in the world. And as I was leaving, you know, you do your one, two, like, hey, you know, I love your music. I mean, that, I did that genuinely. And she said, thank you. As I was leaving, she said, thank you for coming. Those words, and she said it so genuinely and earnestly, it meant the world to me. And from then, I said, I can do this. Because, of course, you know, back like those days, they had American Idol, the Fantasias, the Ruben Studdards, you know, so people like that were inspiring me. But I wanted to do music, but I was, honestly, I was low-key scared of the music industry because I didn't know what it brought to the table for me. Around when was that? When did you first start your music career? What made you? So you told us about a little bit of your influences. You were saying Jodeci. You clearly Faith Evans is one of your 
inspirations. You said right. Tevin Campbell. The 90s era is something that really inspires you right. to create your own music. When did you decide that you wanted to be a performer? I wanted to be a performer when I remember thinking, okay, these people in American Idol, they hit the notes. I want to hit the notes. And that was always my inspiration. But when I met Faith, literally, that's what inspired me to, to perform, to, to go out there. And I was that kid that went to TRL. I went there one time, one and only. And I saw Mariah Carey. Again, don't judge me. We're not, we love Mariah. But yeah, um, I saw her. I went to TRL, like back in the days. And I said, this is Mariah Carey who hits the highest notes. And back then I thought, in order to be a singer, you have to hit those notes. So I said, I can do this. I was inspired by a lot of artists, but one of my main two artists from the 90s that still inspire me today are Jodeci and Mary J. Blige. And they had a thing that still people emulate. You got the Summer Walkers, you got the Bryson Tillers, the Janae Aiko, the Kilanis, you have all the greats, but they're inspired by a lot of those greats from the 90s. So would you say that you still, because you said 90s music is is your era, but do you still feel like you resonate with this generation's R&B? Like the, the, the people that you just previously announced, do you listen to their music? Do you resonate with those people as well? Absolutely. I, I really do. And thank you for that because I really do resonate with them. I really think Kehlani has an amazing voice and tone. Bryson is the one that really speaks to me and also Brent Fias. I mean, come on. The way he sings like like back in the days with Boys to Men, in my opinion. And um, they inspire me because they just, they don't take them, they take themselves seriously, but also they're just themselves. And if they're sad, they convey that. If they're happy, they convey that. And a lot of people have this thing with Summer Walker, oh, sad girl music, sad boy music. But the reality is a lot of people are going through a lot of shh right now. I know I said shh, but you know, I, by now you can probably tell that I kind of try to be the quote unquote good boy. But now they, they, they put themselves out there and a lot of their music is sad, but it's, you can relate to it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like... <laughs> Listen, this world is sad, you know, so a lot of music sometimes, a lot of people, the thing is people write music and express themselves in different ways and in different stages of where they're at in life. If I was in a place in life where I was going through like multiple bad relationships and not even, I'm talking about like, not even like in a romantic sense, let's say like my friendships were going bad. That's what I can like write off of right now. So at times I I met a fellow artist too, who told me she gets that a lot of people say that her music is sad, but maybe that's the way she knows how to express herself. Um, I also wanted to talk about what your love for music and how that drives you to keep going as a performer, as a musician overall? Like, do you just find yourself, okay, this is a two-part question. Right. So I'm asking about your drive and, awesome. you, you know, your drive for music, but do you just see yourself as a performer? Like, do you just primarily want to perform or are there other parts of the music industry that you want to get involved in? Well, I am a songwriter. So I'm a singer-songwriter and I'm very proud of that because every song that I've made, I wrote by myself. 
I didn't have a co-writer and it would have been awesome, but I'm proud of myself for doing that. There's a song that I have called Wild For You and it's one of my favorite songs. Where can everyone find your music? It's on the platforms like Spotify, Apple Music. What are you under? What's your name? So, okay. So I'm Benicio, like I said. But for some reason, Apple Music still calls me Benny Jones. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh. Why is that? It, have you inquired about changing it? Yeah, I went on the good old, you know, the the good old DistroKid Distro website. And I was trying to change everything to Benicio, but... Because at first I had made it Benny Jones. And uh, so that particular name stayed on Apple Music, but, you know, it's able to be found on my socials. But definitely I have this music out. And the first album that I had that is still there is called Light Years. And that's under my name, Ricardo Thompson, my government name. And I'm so proud of that album because... I put it together at a time where this was before the pandemic, pre-pandemic. And I remember writing a song like, this is going to be the one that's going to resonate with people called Fly Away. And then I remember also writing a song called Please Stay. That Please Stay was the one that people kept going to. I have a song called "Body on Your Body on Mine right now. And I love it because the intro, I love the intro. It, it resonates with me because it's the... 90s R&B kind of vibe but for whatever reason it makes me feel like love still exists and when you love someone it doesn't matter where they are what they do they never leave your mental your mind so just to clear things up so that people have a more organized way of finding you if people want to listen to these songs under like Apple Music and Spotify, you you are Benny Jones. Right. So Benny Jones is just on Spotify. I so, mean, on Apple. So that first album that you were saying that you were really pr proud of, that's under Benny Jones. So I know it's going to be confusing, but that's under Ricardo Thompson. So Ricardo Thompson. So and also Thompson is with a P T H O M P S O N. So Ricardo, R-I-C-A-R-D-O, that album Light Years is under that name prior to me really focusing on Benicio and Benicio myself is on Spotify title. I know this sounds confusing as fuck, but, but no, it's not too confusing. So the first album, if you guys want to listen to the first album, Light Years, that's under Ricardo Thompson on Apple Music. On yeah. Apple Music. Right. Yes. And his other music where you can find him on other platforms will be under Benny Jones. So just check him out. And we, we already know the, the story of that. It's okay. Like some of these things, I deal with distro kid. I know all these things. Right. And sometimes it takes a while to for the system to change and yes. to change on all platforms because the platforms have to approve it. And these are the parts of the, like I understand what you're talking about because I'm a, another musician. Right. But if you were sitting here with a person who hasn't distributed their own music, they right. don't know how hard it is to like change or use these platforms. Right. Do you think that's also an issue that musicians, like independent musicians, like you, you and me, we use these platforms, but they're not they're not really efficient. Right, and they aren't always efficient, like you said. And we got to pay for upgrades. 
That's true. When you want that big old package of like, not package, I mean, pause, but like- It is that. It is a pack. Yeah, it, it's no pause. It, <laughs> it is a package. It, it, it's like a package deal because then you get to like distribute X amount of copies of it. Um, you don't get any like, it, it's more of a, you know, more VIP-ish. It gets, it gets higher. Right. You can either get the basic where you're just putting out your music or then you could do this and that, or you could do this. And, those are different packages. And- I almost forgot about that. Yeah, they definitely charge. They yeah. even charge for basic, don't they? Right. I think for basic it's like nineteen ninety nine and um a month. A month, yeah. And but what's funny is light years is still up. And that's been for years. And I and I put it through DistroKid and they didn't tell me like this is out of here, boy, we're gone. Your album is done. It's still up there through DistroKid, but there's great things about being an indie artist, and there's some things that are not the best. And I think for me, personally speaking, I think one of the things that is not the best is sometimes we have to always collect a bazillion amount of dollars to be able to put our stuff out there. But And also because sometimes it is one of those things where not everybody is going to understand this, or at least in the beginning, we may not have a following and it may be frustrating. But that is a drive within, in and of itself to really push yourself to make it. So it's pros and cons being an indie artist, having to pay for this, having to pay for that. I invest in every single thing, all the records, all the songs, I invest in it. And I love that because like, as a business, if you want to make money, you have to invest in yourself. So for anyone who's not a performer, a musician that's listening to this right now, what do you mean by invest? You Because in, you, you said, I invest in everything. Right. What I mean is that I really put the money that I make from my jobs or a job or a gig, and I invest in my creativity by paying for these records. And sometimes I don't think I, you know, I feel like, why should I pay for them? But the funny thing is, I do love that even though I'm not getting the money back, I'm, I'm investing in myself pretty much. I'm telling myself I matter as an artist and all of us matter because it's not just about me. It's about Tiffany. It's about everybody who puts themselves out there. It's not easy to put yourself out there, whether it's on stage. And imagine anybody who's listening, imagine you put out an art because this is what we do, an art piece, and it could be criticized like they used to say, to smithereens. But basically, yeah, it could be um, criticized. And, and I, when I invest in myself, I'm literally telling myself, I matter, my art matters. And like any business, you know, it takes money to make money. That's so true. I also feel like I wanted to go back just a little bit, if that's okay with you. Yeah. When was your first performance? So my first performance, believe it or not, was an acapella performance at my alma mater, my city college, city, um, city college, well, not city college, but BMCC. And I performed John Mayer's Daughters. That was my first time performing a song. And I performed it acapella. My knees were buckling. See, I'm an old man, basically. I'm not that old, but I'm like buckling smithereens and all that. But I was really nervous and I did it. And that's what let me know that I have that. Because if people meet me, 
I'm relatively shy and I don't always, you know, I don't always, you know, express myself in that way when I speak up to somebody. But I am very confident um, when I come to perform and that performance let me know. Now, that performance, everybody was doing the rockaway, swaying like the water. Like, okay, hey. yeah. When they did that, I said, wow. But what I didn't know. What was, was the song you performed? Daughters by John Mayer. Okay. So that's not, do you consider, that's not 90s R&B to me. So what, when did you find your niche in 90s, uh, I, 90s R&B? I found it around the time when I was doing my music, um, when I became Benicio. And that was, you know, back in the days in 2011. But when I was doing my music at 23, this was 2008. And when I sang that song, I said, not only did I sing it because I loved it, but because I remembered every word. Yeah. So I was, it was easy for me, but also because it wasn't a, a, a big song, meaning like high pitch, timbre, range. And I, I love that song because basically, I mean, I sang it and I love the message of it. But back in the days, I'm very eclectic with music. Even though I love R&B, I love stuff like incubus music you know the artists from back in the days as far as rock music alternative okay yeah so you have you have various genres that you relate to and that you yes. you listen to on a daily basis i feel like from your first performance how do you feel like you've seen yourself grown i feel like i've outgrown i've, I've sorry i've grown like ti says expeditiously and um, I say that with confidence because I think I've grown a lot. And sometimes I didn't realize these open mics, they make you grow because you put yourself out there. And I love the fact that I did it. And the people that, that, that supported me and you, Tiffany, you were there to see it. And sometimes I'm out there like, Rah! and I'm like, what am I doing when I look back? But I'm proud of myself because I got the energy to go out there. Um, but from that performance from Daughters to the performance that I've done recently, um, it, it let me know, okay, I have the confidence to do this. I've done open mics that were my own songs. Now you that's have. the one, because the open mics that we met, that were, those were covers. And that's not, you know, it could be great or not, but depending on how we feel about them. But when you write your own song, man, and you perform it, performance, uh, perform it, sorry, that's like a Grammy award to me. Yeah. And when people rock with it, man. It means right. more because it's your own. Right. I, I I totally relate to that. I feel like I've started to shift from being an, a cover artist, which I still do covers, but right. I'm primarily shifting to an age where, or or a side of me where I want to really have people relate to my music and right. my own words right. so that people can get to know me as an artist. Right. I don't want them to think that all I can do is perform other people's work. Exactly. I think that that's an awesome thing that you just mentioned that when we do our covers, it's great, you know, but when we do our own original songs, I mean, think about it. If you put your, uh, anybody out there that's listening to us, everybody, of course, when you put your art out there, it came from you. And when people resonate, it's like when you cook a meal and people love it. It's your stuff. And it's rewarding because you know you did it. And it's no different cooking a meal than, you know, than putting yourself out there or knitting something or whatever. And people resonate. So the same way that I did an original piece, 
like your body on mine, I when people sing along to that song, it means the world to me because like we said, we wrote it, it came from our, our little, you know, it came from brain and also it's from God. That energy that we have within us to put that music out there that came from us and we put it on paper. For sure. And as much as we're highlighting the rewards of being a performer, um, singing your own stuff, creating right. your own stuff, we I feel like it's really important to have that talk of the not so great part of being yeah. a performer and just being an overall artist. How do you feel like that's affected your overall mental health? I think right now I feel a lot better when it comes to my mental health as an artist because I love the fact that I'm able to do it. That that helps me. That adds to my mental health, um, my growth. What what doesn't always feel the best as it relates to mental health is when I do a song on stage and nobody's giving me anything, any energy. What do you mean by nobody's giving you anything? And you also said today your mental health is good, but there has been times where you've struggled with your mental health? Yes, I've struggled with it many times when I was doing, when I did the song, when I um, sang the song Daughters by John Mayer, I was not in the best place, meaning I didn't have any friends. You know, I didn't, I didn't have, I met Beyonce once and one and only time. And it was sad because I wanted to be her friend. So I got to see Beyonce. Yeah. Beyonce. I think everybody wants to be Beyonce's friend. I met Beyonce. I never been to a Beyonce show. Don't judge me. But I met her one and only time during the B-Day record. And when I left the CD signing, you know, I did the whole thing. Oh, we're Virgos. Cause it, it, you know, I did it genuinely, but when I left, I didn't have any friends. So when I left, I said, I want to be her friend to go backstage and continue talking to her. That's not reality for me. So that affected my mental health. I didn't have any friends. So now that I know people like you, Tiffany, who've been so supportive and awesome, all my friends, it adds to my mental health for the growth of it, for the positive. But when you do a show, and what I mean by nobody gives you anything, I know it's kind of general and vague. Yeah. But sometimes we don't get the energy back that we give, which also can add to us feeling like, why am I even up on stage? But I will say something. Any artist, when you're on that stage and people don't give you that much energy, you stay on that stage. Don't leave. I know it's not easy, but you stay, you stay on that stage. You say, I'm here. And no matter what, I've had this performance that I didn't love at all. I've had some too. Right, right. But yeah. you were getting somewhere. I didn't mean to cut you. No, no, go ahead. No, go no, ahead. no, no, no. I ha I've had some too. Go I'm ahead. just saying I agree with you. I've had some too where, you know, I don't love the performance, but I've, I see every performance as a learning experience right. or what I could do better. Um, and even sometimes when we feel like the audience is not giving us anything, that's a lesson within itself. Maybe our stage presence just wasn't there. Right. But I didn't want to interrupt or f your flow of what you were going to say. No, no. And and shout out to every open mic, every place that I've been through, every venue, because it wasn't always the energy. It was, you know, and it's not personal. Everybody who is on the, in the audience may be going through a lot of stuff, positive or negative, and it's not personal. And everybody has the right, in my opinion, to do whatever they want. Out, out, you know, on outside of stage, but so do I. Yes. As an artist, and it's decency. When you look at an artist, you may not love them at all, but give them the respect to at least look at them. Yeah. Do something. Yeah. I don't think, you know, 
as much as I see it in the performer standpoint, I also see how a lot of people are not going to understand unless they get up on that mic and do it themselves. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people don't see themselves as being rude if they're just like, if you're performing, they could be sitting right in front of you and they're just like on their phone. They're not right. looking at you. People don't see it rude that they have certain conversations. And it's like, okay, well, if you are going to have a conversation, please take it to the back of the venue. Right. Please try to be quiet. Or just try to save it until the end. You know what I mean? But certain people are not going to get that because the shoe will never be on their foot. Absolutely. And like I said earlier, it's like when you're a Roman gladiator, for example, in the matador, you see that bull, people are looking at you. And it's easy to criticize from the cheap seats, as they say. I got this from Brene Brown. She's an author, speaker, and she said something to that effect that when you're in the cheap seats, I don't want to, you know, I'm not trying to paraphrase her, but um, it's easy to be in those seats. But when you're on stage, that's a whole nother thing. And a lot of people have done like probably plays out there, you know, when they're kids. But imagine you do show after show after show. And when it doesn't go good, people can laugh or whatever. But like I said, they have the right. But when you're on that stage, at least look at me and it's not no not to any specific venue or anything like that because it can happen in any venue and imagine it happens with your own song yeah how do you feel like what are some tips you can give what have what are some tips that have worked for you or that you can give to the audience to help them through mental health in general i will say self-care in any way and For me, it's looking at the past and saying, if I got through that, I can get through this. And because we've all had those moments in this life, who hasn't had a moment of stress with my mental health? And a lot of people go through mental health and they don't say it. And that's fine. Everybody, I think majority of people percentage wise, maybe have has gone through or is going through or will go through something that will affect their mental health. So what I advise to anybody out there, even artists or anybody out there, is to always keep your head up and know that you've been through worse and you're going to make it because, and sometimes things happen out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like good days happen. Like, oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. I think it's definitely about a mindset and it's definitely about trying to find the positive in whatever you're doing. I think that was such a great tip to tell people to look back. Um, to really take a time, I have an Apple watch and a lot of the time my Apple watch is like, take a moment to reflect, to be mindful, to be mindful of your past, to be mindful of where you're at in the present. Um, because a lot of us have overcome a lot of difficult times that we don't give ourselves enough credit for, which deteriorates our mental health because we're always kind of looking for the next thing that we, the next hurdle that we can jump over instead of what we the 10 that we've previously just jumped over absolutely and that's the thing that i've been through so many tough times as it relates to my mental health but i've been through a lot of positive times and when i think about the tough times i look at myself um looking at myself from the outside as if i was a third person saying wow you did that so i would suggest to anybody artist or not to remember that time where you overcame it and also Listen to your favorite kind of music. You know which one you like. Let that guide you. Those are such good tips for Benicio's. I'm so sorry. Benicio, Benicio. That was honestly like so informative for me, you know, because 
again, I'm an artist myself too. And I just, I don't even think it applies to, when it comes to mental health, it doesn't apply to just artists. We're all people at the end of the day. So it applies to just people. Are there any last things that you would want to say? Any messages that you would want to give to our listeners? I want to say thank you for listening to me and all my shenanigans and all that. Like the show, all that back in the 90s. See, I'm a 90s person through and through. But I want to tell everybody and Tiffany that if you have a favorite song, like I remember you talked about Justin Bieber and things like, you know, artists like that, listen to one of them. Mm-hmm. Let that guide you. And, 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 you know, not just in mental health, but just to have fun. But when you need it, look at that and let that affirm you and guide you to the next thing. Because I guarantee you'll smile when you listen to that piece of song and it'll take you back to that memory. And that is your anchor to keep moving forward. That was so beautiful. I hope you guys, you need to write these things down. We be dropping jewels. Right. That was so beautiful. That was Thank like you. so motivational. Is that what you also tell yourself? Absolutely. So I do that. What's your favorite song? So my favorite song, I love Stay. You know, that's where we met. But I also love the song that Mary J. Blige did with Jodeci. And well, Mary J. Blige, one of the songs is, I never want to be without you. And when you listen to that song, she goes through a lot of emotions. That song, and also, you're always on my mind by SWV. Yeah. Thinking of you. <laughs> so what do those songs do for you? Like I said, they're magic in a bottle. They, So I wasn't there to experience those songs in that point. You know, I was a kid and I didn't know those songs. But when I think about those songs nowadays as an adult, I say, I... It takes me there as if I was a 90s artist or a fan. And when you listen to the outros, you can tell this song is special. It is a, a song that, you know, from God and a song, you know, in my opinion, that it resonates with people. And whether you're spiritual or not, whatever your faith or not, you can tell that it's something that comes from another realm, if you, if you might say. But it's a great song that you might have that you might like, anybody who has a song out there, well, you know that song. Come on, y'all. You know that song. You know that song that you love, and when you get it, it stays with you. Literally, like, stayed by Jodeci. We're going to keep talking about stay the whole thing. <laughs> no, um, we're not. We <laughs> but I, I get what you're saying, and I'm I'm happy, like, you have those anchors that you said. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of something that, like, puts me in a, in a place. I really like... Um, Dang, where did I put my phone? I really like, I think her name is Coco Jones. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really like Coco Jones Coco Jones. And I like a song called Um Free by her name is Perry Jones. Mm. And she's if you haven't heard of the song, you guys, you should check it out. That song always makes me feel like just light. Right. And no matter what I'm carrying or what I feel, I feel like it always gets me back to a hopeful place right those songs coco jones is a truth vocally and every you know and and i'm gonna check out perry jones free and if you listen to summer walker for a while a long time yeah one of my other guests hannah if you listen to the hannah episode you guys you know that we went into depth about summer walker and her music so yeah it's been great having you on the show, Benicio. I am so happy that you came to join me today. And 
Yeah, you guys, this was a guest episode. We love these. Stay tuned for the next episode of Tiffy Talks. This is Tiffy Sings, your hostess with the mostest. And this was Tiffy Talks. Bye, guys.